0: Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stock Ridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. When I was a, a little boy... Uh, my grandfather uh, had a garden that I would like to go to their house, and, and they had a garden. And he would uh, till that garden, and you know he had one of these uh, little bitty, uh, we call it, he called it a garden tiller, and they had a little engine on the front and a little tines, and he would go over and over that, that uh, piece of property until the, the ground was like powder. And I remember going over there in like the evening when it was a hot summer day, and and we would take our shoes off and, and we would walk in his garden and it, and the the soil would just cool your feet. It was just awesome. And my grandfather, uh, he would tell, he would actually take us to the little uh, farmer's store back then. Were, that little town had a little store that sold seeds, and so he would go buy like a pound of seed. And he would put in a little brown paper bag. We would come back to the garden and he would instruct us to drop the seeds into the little rows that he had made and then cover that back up. And uh, it was just amazing to be a part of that garden with him. And what I want to tell you today is this, is that your mind is like a garden. You know that? Or your heart. I should say, your heart is like a garden. You see, those seeds that come into your mind want to try to find root inside of your heart. And what my grandfather taught me was this. My, we called him Paul. all right? So uh, I may refer to him as Paul. But what he taught me was this, is that you have to plant the right seeds and you always have to get rid of the weeds. Amen, everybody? And so inside of your mind are the seeds. Your mind constantly is letting thoughts in. The thoughts are like the seeds and we allow them to get in our heart. Now, what is a heart? The heart is where your mind, your will and emotions all intersect right there. And it determines what you do in your life and how you feel and how you live. And so today again, we're talking about just like Jesus. And the verse that we've been looking at is in Romans chapter eight and verse 29, where God told us it was his will for us to be like Jesus. Look what it says. It says this, for the God, those God foreknew, he also predestined. Now, let me I'll stop right there. God knew that you were going to be born. I don't care that your parents said, you know, you was a mistake. You were not a mistake. Amen? Amen. You were not a mistake. God knew that you was going to be here. And, that, and it was God's will, he's, he said, those that he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. In other words, it was God's will that your life would resemble Jesus. That's exactly what his will is for your life. And so today I want to I talk to you about guarding your heart. You know, the, the, right here where your mind, will, and emotion come together that determines your life, I want to talk to you about guarding your heart. And so I want to give you three things today that I think are, are timely timely. I think they're practical, and I think they're powerful. They can change your life and give you the confidence in which to live today. So the first one is this: How do you guard your heart? Number one, would you write this down? Uh, is this: Is guard your thought life? Write that down. Guard your thought life. That is number one. My grandfather, as I was telling you earlier, he believed in guard guarding his garden. I mean, like you didn't touch his garden, you know. Like if you went to the garden, he had to be with you. And so he had to work so he couldn't be there all the time. And, and so as you know, like birds would come in and try to get his tomatoes and things like that. Deer would come in and try to eat uh, those things as well. So he discovered what to do. He made this uh, little wooden structure and he hung a, what's a, a aluminum pan uh, pie pans, he hung those on it, Sort of the picture sort of looks like this. He would hang those things all through his garden, and when he wasn't there, the, just the least little wind blowing, and those things would clang around and scare the birds and the deers off. And so he believed in protecting and guarding, uh, guarding his garden. And I would tell you that we have to learn to guard our heart. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says this in Proverbs four twenty-three. Above all else, what does it say? What's those next three words? guard your heart guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life if you don't guard your heart just like my grandfather taught me if you don't guard your garden all of a sudden things will begin to grow inside of your heart that you don't want there they'll begin to grow there and look what the next verse says uh, Galatians 6 and 7 says this do not be deceived God cannot be mocked would you read the last part with me let's read it you ready a man reaps what he sows. So the word man there is standing for mankind. So it means men and women, all of us. We reap what we sow. And so what I would tell you is this, is that you have to watch what you watch. Did you hear that? You have to watch what, you, watch what you're allowing into your mind and you have to watch what you listen to as well. And, and you know, all of those, even those of you online, I would challenge you now. Be careful what you're letting your mind. And let me just say this, 24 hours of news right now is a horrible thing. Amen. 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 It will have you freaked out and you will, you will just find yourself sort of, uh, isolating and not afraid to even, uh, you know, uh, go outside or whatever. I just want you got to be careful with that, that stuff. I, you know, I seen panic hit this week. I made a mistake. I, Thursday, I thought, okay, well, I had my group, our connect group was meeting at my house, and I said, I'm just going to run by the store, pick up a few things at Kroger, and uh, and run right back home. Well, nobody told me the apocalypse was happening. I had no idea. And so, you know, I went there, and and, and I saw, man, these people just piling things into buggies and lines way down there. And by the way, listen, if you took all the toilet paper, would you please bring it back? I I, I don't I don't know I haven't heard why you need toilet paper yet you know I I haven't heard that so uh, please if you took that please bring some of it back for us all right yeah my sister-in-law was sharing at her place of business that the you know customers come in but they were having to uh, just in their restroom only put out like one roll at a time because people were coming and stealing it (laughs) it's a bad day when people are stealing toilet paper right but, but I, saw, I saw the panic and I was like, wow, you know, I wish I could step up and say, hey, calm down, it's gonna be all right. Amen. That God's got this, amen? amen? That God's got this, he's got it. So watch what you watch. Now here's what I want you to know. The reason it's so important that you watch what you watch and that you watch what you listen to because those things begin to get in your mind, they're sowing seeds. And then once it gets there, it gets into your heart. And let me just tell you some from experience it's easier to keep things out of your heart than try to get them out of your heart. Amen? Amen? I mean, like, I don't know about you, but when I was, uh, uh, I don't know, about 12 or 13 years old, I remember there's a movie that come out way back then in the late 70s, early 80s called The Exorcist. Okay, Does anybody remember that movie? Anybody here? Oh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do not recommend going and watching it because that was the last horror movie I ever watched right there. Because I, because I watched that I want to tell you something, I wake up, I mean, for weeks later, seeing the little girl's head spin around, you know, and there was a demon in my room, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it messed me up for a while, right? Many of you, too, right? You're like, oh, boy, that was rough. That's right. And so, but because I watched that, it got inside of me, and as a a young, uh, you know, preteen, it scared me. It took a long time to get out of me. What took just a few minutes to get inside of me took a long time to get out of me. And that's the same thing with you. you got to watch what you watch. you got to guard your heart, the Scripture says. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. you got to guard your heart. Look what the Bible says. Again, Proverbs 13 and 20 says this. Become wise by walking with the what? With the wise. That's right. Hang out with fools and watch your life what? Fall to, Fall to pieces. That's exactly right. Fall to pieces. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. We have to why because we don't intentionally, but we begin to think like our friends. We begin to catch what they say, uh, their attitudes and spirit. We begin to catch that, and before you know it, we're beginning to to act just like they are. And let me just be transparent. You know, if you're always negative and you're always critical and you're always complaining, I can't hang around you that long. I got to protect my garden. Amen i got to be like my popo. i got to protect my garden. And, and, and because why? It begins to get inside of me. And remember, it's better to keep it, stop it out here than it is to try to get it out. It's, it's better to keep it from coming in than trying to get it out of your heart. And so what I would challenge you today is to begin to watch your company. Now, I read of a man this week who actually, uh, you know, had, he, he was running late, coming home. He was late for dinner, and he got home at 6.30. And his wife was all upset about it she was just distraught she was angry every emotion and she was just letting him have it and he was trying everything he could to console her to say honey it's okay it'll be all right you know we're gonna be okay and 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 he's like i'm so sorry and he did all this stuff and and after an hour nothing was working he said i got an idea honey he said i tell you what i'm gonna step back out the door and we're just going to start over. I'm just going to come back in, you know. We'll start over. And so, sure enough, he steps out the door and he says, "Honey, I'm home." She says, "It's 7:30. Where have you been?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of you going to wake up tonight getting that one. <laughs> we imitate those with whom we associate. And so it's very important that you begin to put around you people that are positive so that, because remember, it's more caught called than taught. And so therefore, if you want good things in your heart, then you gotta be around the people that are good. That's what I love about SCC. That's what I love about it, especially those that serve on our impact team. Because I watch, you know, you get around good people and they're serving together and I'm watching that spirit just be passed on to each other. And it's amazing how that works around here. And that's why I'm always challenging you to always listen, go to growth track. Why? Because we say you get your life on track when you go to growth track. Yeah. You begin to learn how to serve and, and get around some good people. So I want to challenge you. If you've never been to Growth Track, why don't you do that? It happens every Sunday at 1030 here at SEC. Wanna challenge you to do that. So you can sign up on your connection card. The next thing I would like to share with you, the third thing about how to guard your heart, is number two is, is manage your thoughts manage your thoughts. Now, my grandfather believed in managing his garden, and he had one tool to do that with that, that I remember vaguely, so it's coming up on the screen, so can you tell me what that is? Oh. What is it? Oh. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> I was very hesitant to say that word because uh, Because a pastor that I knew years ago, he was an older gentleman and he pastored in a rural city, a rural uh, town and everybody had gardens and he had one and so it was a rain, a big rain was headed their way, and he needed to, to get the weeds out of his garden. And so on Sunday, he said, listen, people, you know, I, I, I just need some help. I need some, some of you to help me. He said, my garden has weeds coming in, and I know we got some good hoers in this church. Would anybody come and help me hoe? We got the good hoers." Nobody raised their hand. Yeah, that story followed him to his grave. Look again, look what Proverbs says here, Proverbs 4 and 23. I love this translation that it says, the New Century Version. It says, be careful what you think. Let's read the rest of it together. Those of you online as well, let's read it. You ready? Because your thoughts ruin Because your thoughts run your life. Amen, everybody? Your thoughts run your life. This is not a new concept. This is something that, that Jesus struggled with. And we're talking about being just like Jesus. And remember, our garden is like our heart. Our seeds, our thoughts are seeds that go into our heart and they run our life. And Jesus ran into this situation. One day he was talking to his followers and he was saying, you know, that he said, in a few days, they're gonna, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. And when I go there, they're going to they're gonna torture me. They're going to beat me. They're going uh, to they're they're crucify me. They're going to kill me. And so when he said all of that, one of his followers by the name of Simon Peter had something to say. And look what the Bible says. He said right here, Matthew 16:22. he says, Peter took him aside and began to what? Rebuke him. Rebuke him. He was rebuking Jesus. Now you said, man, I, I wouldn't rebuke Jesus. But many times we do, don't we? Whenever we know to do something, uh, to do something that we sh- that we decide not to do, we know we feel that tugging that we should do this, and we say, "I'm not going to do it." We're sort of rebuking Jesus. And any time that we do something that we should not do, and we know that still a small voice saying, "You shouldn't do this," and we decide to do it anyway, it's sort of like rebuking Jesus again, aren't we? Oh, nobody wants to move on that one, right? No, not me, not me. He goes on to say this: "Never, Lord," he said, "this shall never happen to you." Jesus turned. To, uh, turned and said to Peter, let's read out loud. You ready? Come on. Everybody online as well. Let's read it. Get behind, get behind me. me. Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You devil, you <laughs> get behind me. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have where? In? In mind. in mind, right? In mind. See there? You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Now, notice that. Listen, there's a lot of people in our lives that are telling us things that are not true. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll let those thoughts get in there. Jesus was not calling Peter the devil. He was not calling Simon Peter the devil. What he was saying was, the thought that you have is not of God, it is of the devil. Because if I let that thought get in my mind, and then it, that seed that seed goes down into my heart, all of a sudden, I begin to work against the will of God. Amen. And to Peter, if Jesus would have listened to Simon Peter, he would not have went to the cross and died for our sins. Amen. And so there's many, listen, in your life, there's some people that say some stuff to you, you need to stop and say, get behind me, Satan. Amen. Right? Because they're putting thoughts in your mind that is causing you to go the, a direction that is not a godly direction. And, I, and that, that'll destroy your life. And so there's many times you need to say, get behind me, devil. And Freak some people out this week, you know? They start talking, just say, hey, get behind me, devil. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Matter of fact, I just wish you would go uh, do that sometimes. Say, hey, get behind me, chill out. I can't let that thought take root in my mind. I can't let that seed go down to my heart. i got to stop it. i got to manage my thoughts, right? And I just want to ask you. You know, Jesus said to Peter, he said, you don't have the mind of God, you have the mind of man. Do you have the mind of God? Do you have the mind of God? Because that's going to determine your life. Do you have the mind of God? There's many of you right now, many of you watching right now, that just not settled with that issue with God. And until you settle that issue with God, that Jesus Christ is going to be your Savior, you'll never have the mind of God. And you're always going to have those seeds coming in that's going to grow in your heart and it's going to cause your life to be wrong. So right now, I just want to settle that right now. Would you just bow your heads with me? And this is you, you just repeat this prayer with me as I pray. You ready? Let's bow your heads. Heavenly Father, right now, those that are watching online, those that are in this room as well, we come to you right now, Father, we ask you to forgive us. Lord, we've sowed a lot of seeds in our life that are not of you, a lot of thoughts that did not have the mind of God. And, Lord, those seeds are called sin, and they're pulling us down. And we ask you right now that you would forgive us of our sins and that you would come in our life, Lord Jesus, and cleanse us from all that junk. Would you just plow our hearts up, O oh God, and today that we might begin afresh and anew with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen everybody. Let's give God a hand for what he just did. And if that's you, if you say that for the first time I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower, I want Jesus in my life today, just check on the back of this card. It says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. And those of you that are watching online, you can just uh, check that box as well uh, that's coming up on your screen. I just want to, uh, again, remind you that we have to manage... Our thoughts. It's our responsibility. We have to, you see, many of you, how many of you have a manager at work? Anybody have a manager at work? Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. So you have a manager. So you, you know what? You are the manager. I want you to know you're the one in charge of your thoughts. You're the manager right now. It's it. And so, you know, you can't hang an out to lunch sign on your brain. Amen. Right? You can't say, okay, I'm, I'm taking, taking a vacation. No, no, no. You're the manager constantly. You're never off duty. Because God has called you to manage your thoughts. Now, let me just be uh, transparent here. Being angry is a mismanagement of your thoughts. Now, there's a difference between getting angry and being angry. You see, it's okay. There, all of us get angry from time to time. Jesus got angry, right? I mean, if you read the Bible, Jesus went to church one time, and they, were, they had, a, like, a, they had a, like a flea market going on in front of the church and inside the church. And he got mad. He got a whip, the Bible says. And he turned over tables and said, get out of here. He run them out of the, out of the church. He was upset. He got angry, but he didn't sin. He didn't stay angry. You see, when you get angry, you sort of end that moment, then you let it go. But when you, when you are angry, you know, being angry is when you stay all angry all the time. You got a chip on your shoulder, right? And you're like, I dare you to knock that off. Knock it off. Come on, I'm ready to cuss somebody out anyways. Go ahead. Right? And that's what being angry is. And the scripture talks about it. Look what it says. Ephesians 4 says this, and do not sin by letting anger control you. Do not let the sun go down while you're still what? Angry. In other words, you got 24 hours. 24 hours you need to get it out, get it out, and get it over with. 24 hours. He says, for anger gives foothold to who? The devil, the devil right? Okay, let, I'm gonna show you the Bible's true. How many of you in this room would be honest, and how many of you watching online would be honest to say this? That you know what? I have done something stupid when I got angry. Anybody beside me, that's right. You said something stupid or you did something stupid, right? That's right. When you get when you get mad, it's amazing what happens, right? And the devil knows if he can get in your mind and he can stir up your mind. See, if he can keep your thoughts stewing, then he'll keep your mouth spewing. Amen, Woo! <laughs> well, amen somebody, right? That's right. You done said more than you wanted to say, right? That's right. He keeps your, if, when he gets your thoughts stewing, he'll keep your mouth spewing. And you will say stuff you wish you had not said. And listen, you can't take it back, right? The damage is done. And that's why the Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold. What is a foothold? Leverage. You know, like years ago when our kids would go, we want to go they want to go rock climb. We do these rock climbing walls. And, and you know what? I wanted to be tell them, show them that I could still beat them even when they were teenagers. And we would, you know, try to get this challenge to run up this wall. And so when I found out, I thought I could just use my arms and pull myself up. You can't you got to use your legs, too. And, and I would have to find this little little uh, piece of a rock that, well, just a little bit of something. I don't know why they don't make them bigger, so I'll get my foot on it, you know? <laughs> and, I'd find, and you'd have to push up a leverage. And, and the Bible said that the devil has a foothold. And when you, when you get angry, it's like you give him leverage to push up higher in your life and have more control in your life. Yeah. And so we have to be careful. See, being angry is a mismanagement of my thoughts. Not only anger is that, but also... Worry is mismanagement of my thoughts. Amen, everybody? Amen. And I know, listen, I know right now with the coronavirus, a lot of people are anxious. A lot of people are upset. I'm not making, minimizing that at all. I understand that there's concern, but there's a difference between concern and crazy. Amen. It's just a difference, you know? Like I said, I didn't, I didn't read anything or hear anything about, you know, this virus causing diarrhea. I just didn't... <laughs> So so, so I, I don't know, again, about that. I'm sort of uh, aggravated about this toilet tissue thing, right? Because I'm going to tell you, Scotch towels get old after a while. <laughs> it does damage. <laughs> Please bring it back. <laughs> oh. Mismanagement of, of my thoughts is worry. That's what worry is. It's a mismanagement. Look what the Bible says. Jesus says, this. I love this message paraphrase. Look what it says. Give your entire what? Attention. Attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what you may or what may or may not happen when? Tomorrow. Amen. What's God doing right now? Look at you right now. All of you online, you're healthy. God's blessing you. Hallelujah. Enjoy today. He goes on to say, God will help you deal with whatever hard thing comes up when the time comes. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, would you please go and clip this verse out and paste it on your mailbox so the postal person can see it. Would you please take it to Kroger and paste it over the toilet paper rack? Hallelujah. (laughs) Take this verse wherever you go and say, listen, people, listen, we got an issue, but God's still in control. And this yes. did not take God by surprise. Yes. He's yes. got it. Amen. Yes. He was a God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, yes. forevermore. God's got this. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. God's got this. We're not Godless. Yes. We can be fear, we can fear less when we realize that we got a God. Amen? Amen. When you become God less, you fear more. More. Yes, we got a God that we can trust and and see worship is a proper management of my thoughts. Remember, you're the CEO of this brain right here. You're the manager. Nobody else can control it but you. And so you have to decide, am I going to mismanage my thoughts and live in fear? Or am I going to manage my thoughts and live in peace? And so how do you do that? It's called worship. Worship is a management of my thoughts. Again, it's the seeds that get right here and then they go down in my heart. And and see, some of you, you got to break up that fallow ground. Amen? That hard ground, you got to break it up and you got to let those seeds of worship come in in order that they may take care of those old old weeds of worry. Amen? And so we have to remember that. I would share this with you. Um, You can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind, can you? You can't. I mean, like, how many of you have been like me, been sitting even in church and have a horrible thought go through your mind? Anybody besides me? Yes, that's the majority of us. Have a thought go through our mind and it's so you're like, oh, oh, you feel so dirty and say like, oh, God, I, oh, God, you're repenting. I'm up here preaching. you just repenting. I don't even know what's wrong with him. like, let touch him, Lord. Yes, Lord. He, he's doing it. It ain't has nothing to do with what I'm saying. It just went through your mind, right? And you're like, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You feel so guilty, so shameful. You know, that's the devil. You can't, you can't control the thoughts that come through your mind, but you can control the ones that stay in your mind. Amen. It's like, you know, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from landing on your head and building a, a nest with your hair if you got it. Amen? Now, a bird land on my head, he better have some brakes. That's all I got to say. He's going to slide off this thing. That's right. But you have to do that. We have to do that. So here, what do you do? You change the channel. Because when worry comes in, see, it's going to, if you let those seeds come in, then eventually it'll get down in your heart and you'll become an anxious person all the time. You'll have fear every, every time there's any, any hint indication of any bad news, you'll just be worried about tomorrow. Oh, what's going to happen to our economy? What's going to happen to the stock market? What's going to happen? Is everybody going to die and all this stuff? And, and again, I'm not minimizing, but I'm just saying we cannot live like that. We are people of faith, people. Amen. 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 God has called the church to stand up right now instead of running for the heels to stand up and be a beacon of light, and say, We got a God that's in control, amen. Yeah. And so, how do you do that? So, when worry comes in, because it comes to all of us, those thoughts come in again. We're the manager. When that happens, all of a sudden, what you do because you're the manager, you say, When worry starts coming in, all of a sudden, you change the channel to worship. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, how you like on your television, you change the channel. Listen, don't tell Rhonda this, okay? Please, those of you watching online, don't tell her this, don't email her, all right. But when Rhonda, she loves watching ice skating. She doesn't ice skate, never have ice skated in her life. You know, I mean, like we went, maybe we were teenagers and she hated it. But when it comes on, those people going, they're doing all that stuff. She's like a magnet, you know. And so when I have the remote and the television, I come and she's in the room and I, you know, I'm scrolling through the channels. And I come across one of those channels where they're going, "Ah, ice skating, you know, doing all this stuff, you know, spinning around. I go, don't you tell her. I got to change that channel or I'm going to be there for an hour watching that stuff, right? She goes, oh, isn't this so nice? Yes, it's not football, Jeff. Let's watch it. Torture me. You know, the same thing with those, so you can change that channel. You can change the channel here. It's called worship. When worry comes in, it's up to you. Nobody else can do it for you because a news media is going to make sure that worry is in there, amen? They're going to make sure. You see, they feed off your bad news, off your addiction to bad news. And so when you begin, that worry comes in, is that you and your mind, you say, oh, no, God, I know that you are good. I love you, Lord. I believe you've got this, oh God. I know that everybody's freaking out, but God, you own the cattle of a thousand hills, so I'm not worried about the stock market, oh God. I know, oh Lord, that you speak to every disease, oh God, and you've got a cure for it, oh Lord. I know, oh God, that you can protect me, oh God, from any disease, oh God. I know that you put angels over us, oh God, that they're around and about us, Father. I know you've got this, amen? And I will not walk in fear. I will not walk in fear. I know that my God has got this. Amen? And when you begin to live like that, it doesn't... Listen, this storm is going to pass. You know it won't be long. We'll be like we won't. we we'll say you remember when, but there'll be another storm that will come your way. It may be somebody that walks out on you. Your husband or wife walks out on you. Your boyfriend or girlfriend dumps you, or or your job. It's so all of a sudden you lose your job, and fear is going to try to flood in. When it begins to do that, you say, "Oh God, I know in who you are, and whom I have believed, and you are able, oh God, to keep that that's so been committed to you until that day." And so, God, I trust you that you got this, and you got me and you got my children and you got yes. my family and we're going to walk in you. Amen? That's faith. And again, you have to change the channel in you. And so i got a I got a next step for you on your connection card. It says this. I will do my best to manage my thoughts by worshiping God. Why don't you check that box? Why don't you check that box and let it be seared in your mind, and that way when worry begins to come your way, that you say, oh, no, God, I'm changing the channel. I'm going to worship. In the morning when you get up, say, God, I love you. You know, when you're brushing your teeth, God, I love you. When you go to get in your car, God, I love you. When you go to, you go to uh, get to school three weeks from now, hallelujah. <laughs> God, I love you, right? It's, God, I love you. Okay, number three is this. The last one is this, is submit your thoughts to the authority of Jesus. Submit your thoughts to the authority of Jesus. I told you about my grandfather having this garden, and they lived in a very small town, and sometimes when people got mad at you, the way they got back at you is they'd mess with your garden. No kidding. Like they would take their vehicle and go out there and spin around in your garden just to tear it up. And so my pawpaw, is what he say. he say, you mess with my garden, I'm going to call the law. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it wasn't to call the police then. It wasn't to call 911. No, I'm calling the law. That means this, that they're going to come and get you, lock you up, and go to jail, and we're going to go to court, and I'm going to make sure you spend 30 years in jail in front of that judge. He was serious about his garden. <laughs> he said, I'm calling the law. Look what the Bible says about our thoughts. Look what it says. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. Amen. Amen. On the contrary, they have what? Divine. Divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So we take captive what? Amen. Every thought. That means you've got, you got to take captive. You've got to manage it. Every thought to make it obedient to, the, to Christ. Make it obedient to Christ. This is what I want to challenge you today is this. Is a stronghold is like a wall, like this picture that's coming up of this old ancient city. They had these thick walls, and they were high, and the enemy could not penetrate them. They called that a stronghold. Many times in your life, the devil has set up a stronghold. You know why? Because somebody said something to you a long time ago that you will never be. Or you, you can't do this, and you can't do that. And every time that you start taking a step forward toward God, they scare you and say, "Oh, you know what, they're going to ask you to do this. And they're going to ask you to do that. And, you know, and, and it just pushes you back every time. You just begin to not move forward. Every time you want to move forward, this thought comes into your mind. Some of you, that was put there by your parents. Some of you, that was put there by your employer. Some of you, that was put there by your friends. And some of you, was put there by people on social media. That you know every time that thought comes up it says you're not pretty enough You're not good enough You're not smart enough It says all those negative things about you The Bible says we got to take those thoughts captive Amen Let me, Let's take this picture here We're going to close I want you to picture with me that thought That thought and, and usually when you have that thought It usually has somebody on the other side of it They ring your doorbell And guess what You go to the door and there they are There's that bully right there that's bullied you Maybe when you was in middle school There they are and all of a sudden, you know what? You decide you're not taking this anymore. And, and you just have the ability to write them, just put them up against the wall, put their arms behind their back and slap some handcuffs on them. And you yourself, you drive them right down to the courthouse and you say, we're going to settle this case right now. And that am I who you say I am? And when you go, you take them right before the judge and, and they present their case and say, you're a nobody, you're a jerk and you're a loser and all of this stuff. And every thought that you have about your past comes up. And then you're standing before the judge and you look up there and it's Jesus and you say is what he said or what she said about me true and he looked at you and says they're a liar I made you as a child my child you have strength you have power you know who you are in me you can do all things there's nothing that can conquer you because you are more than a conqueror through me you don't have to stand there anymore and he said throw him into jail forever a life sentence he can't come against you anymore Amen. amen That's what happens when you take a thought captive Every thought you went to Jesus, you know what? Every thought you have, you say, Jesus, is this a good thought? And he's the judge of it, right? And it doesn't matter what anybody says. He's the judge of it. And everything that comes to your mind, Jesus, is this a good thought? And if you'll just take that and let him take every thought captive, he'll make you into who you thought you could never be. And you'll be standing and looking at your life and saying, God, I was scared to death. But because you took every thought captive, oh, God, your power is in me. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I know who I believe